0: Hey folks, this is Kevin and I run this whole shebang. And before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk to you really quickly about a cause that we support mightily, talking about the International Rescue Committee. Now, we all know about the uh, the immigration bans and you know, you, history will discuss whether it was meant to be a a ban on refugees in general or a ban on Muslims in general. But what we do know is that this is this is uh, sort of a horrific um a front against human rights and, and, and puts a lot of people in danger. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to talk to how like that right now, but what you can do is support International Rescue Committee, uh, with your dollars. They, uh, their explicit goal and mission is to step in, in, in moments of crisis, like right now, you know, we already had a refugee crisis from Syria, uh, and, and help. These people who are fleeing oppressive regimes, you know, disasters, whatever, and um, and uh, helping them survive, like good humans should do. So, uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes, and there's if you go to their homepage, actually, uh, right at the top of it, there's a donate button. Uh, We are donating to them now on a monthly basis, and I would urge you to one dollar helps. A lot more dollars help a lot more, but it's really whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, anything will help, and you will feel good about it. And uh, and and you know, it's not the only thing we need to do. We need to all speak up and and whatnot. But uh, but it is it is the most direct uh, path to helping fix what's going on. So uh, that that that's our quick message for this podcast. Now on with the show. Okay. it
1: happens
2: here. And it finishes here. Two men enter. One man each.
0: Merely a two-word review, it just a shit sandwich. I won't roll the record i the last man.
3: That right there is, is a lot. lot of that.
0: Welcome back to the Basement Fellow Music Lovers. You are now tuning in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. I'm gonna keep this intro brief, uh, as fuck, as the kids say. Uh, we're doing a couple things here uh, this week. And on, on the latter half of our two fifties, this is episode number two hundred and fifty-one, we are going to be talking to you about priests. We're gonna be discussing amongst ourselves. Now, Priest is a band here in Washington, D.C. We are here in Washington, D.C. They are a um, a crowd favorite, is, a, is how I would put it. A, a, a p- Very particular brand of punk music, and they are uh, getting quite a bit of attention uh, for their new album. Uh, maybe rightfully so. We're going to get to the bottom of that, though, with Marcus Dowling, uh, Eduardo, and Paul here, hanging out. Talk about that because this is a band that honestly, it it consistently confuses me why I uh, am not as big a fan, say, as other people leave it at that, but you're going to get a sense of that during this conversation Uh, and then after that, we're going to be talking to you about a band called Sonder or I Am Uh, and this is what happens when you pay attention to what your friends listen to in this case, Brianna Younger posted something about, like, hey, this EP called Into is dope as fuck listen to it Uh, her assessment is spot on It always is So that's your podcast for this week At least Monday Uh, So if you are ready And you are comfortable And you want to dive into this And and maybe expose yourself to some new music Or celebrate music you already love uh, Let's head on down to the basement And talk about Priest's new album Nothing Feels Natural Immigrant feels in my hangover. Yes, yeah, uh, it's real. They go, they, they kind of go hand in
1: hand. They're not unrelated.
0: We're here to talk about uh, possibly punk music, possibly protest music. Uh, down here with me today, Mister Wardy. You heard him, Mister Dowling. Hello, Paul Powell. Hey. down here, I'll delete out that last name. <laughs> <laughs> God, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Someone you won't hear. New uh, Maddie is over there. If, you know, she's just sitting in watching us, seeing if. <laughs> um, you know, DC has a history of uh, punk music, and it's basically Fugazi. <laughs> I mean, there's a few other bands, but Minor they're Threat, Minor Threat, um, Rite of Idols. yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Unrest,
1: uh, Jawbox, yeah, Shudder to Think, yeah,
4: yeah. So, yeah.
0: There's a lot, a Discord Records, Records, and you know, this is this is a thread that even today,
2: it's
0: <laughs> Tuscadero <laughs> Not fact base, not fact base at all. That is why we will triumph in this new administration. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I'm cutting all that out. There, there is, I have to be right. Distrust That's the crazy. media. Um, so so, but at any rate, the point is, we have a undercurrent in this town, besides just being the town where politics is done, of musicians who are very political and and, and sort of speak out against this. Uh, to varying degrees of success how about that well well, is that okay that's fair yeah okay um starting in about i think like 2013 this band we're gonna be talking about today priest sort of popped up yeah Uh, fronted by katie alice greer and uh and i honestly i'll put it in the show notes but i couldn't find the rest of the band members names even though i know but neither here nor there uh they are doing a um what would be the best way to describe this paul
3: what? The style of music they're doing here. I mean, punk is as close as you get with it. It's uh, it's not pop punk. It's not old punk. It's just kind of like, it's like punk mixed with like late 90s, early 2000s. Right. Like indie alternative uh, flourishes. Yeah. Which is what most people who are doing. Punk these know, days. Semi-mass market punk are doing these days. Like you get the real underground folks who are, you know, still keeping it to the three piece. And then. Yeah. Uh, Everybody else is doing something different. got to expand
0: fine. the sound. Yeah. You know, they, and this album is just out this past Friday. Uh, this is Monday when this will be coming out. And uh, as you, Mr. Dining, wrote a little response to it. I did. <laughs> and and I want to read the, uh, you know, before we get too far into this, I'm, we're going to play a track, but uh, uh, I do want to read the uh, title, <laughs> the headline of your piece. It says, Priest's new album is annoying, fast, casual, new DC protest album, which means it isn't actually a protest album at all. Yeah. So uh, that that is out there for Mr. Dallas That gonna, is going to address right here Yeah Um. You know, but it, it got a lot of press In listening to Rolling Stone, Washington Post This has been the favorite band for people Old punks, new punks alike uh, Since we've been doing the site Yeah I mean, I think it's they're, they're what people turn to And they've mythologized them And for this is their debut album Nothing Feels Natural I'm going to play the first single off this So we can get a taste of what they sound like And then we're going to we're going to talk about your take on this, but we'll that down. is uh, JJ uh, off the Priest's new album uh, Nothing Feels Natural and that is a, uh, that's sort of where I think they're at in a good contrast between, uh, what is it, Bodies in Control and Motion was the name of the EP um, Mm -hmm. where they were a little raw on that uh, five song. We reviewed it, I I didn't care for it, but you know uh, which reasons we'll get into but uh, they definitely push it more towards a 90s sound, more towards a poppy sound uh, and you y- <sighs> i always say this when we talk about this type of music paul but uh you know poe did it first i don't know
3: well the stuff the stuff that they're doing i don't think poe did first no, most of what they're no. doing is like I a lot of blow you yeah yeah, yeah. so so marcus a lot of this stuff is stuff is riot girl aping i think yes so it, it is for sure, for sure.
0: okay so marcus you, you what's the
4: gist of of this thing you posted today? all right all right so um this is in a protest record um not not against Donald Trump at least, like I think that um it's it's a good record in the same way that like in two thousand four I bought the Yeah Yeah Yeahs debut album and I was like this is the best like punk rock record ever and that's punk slash rock not punk rock right um, and I think that that's the big issue is that like punk in intrinsically is not made to sell. Millions of units. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
4: And um, this record is intended to sell as many units as possible because priests live in Washington D.C., which is a city that's really expensive to live in. And these are people who have regular jobs. They're not like and this is a fascinating thing because these are people who have regular jobs who also formed a band. Mm-hmm. And the large, the larger story of this record, when you read all of these wonderful think pieces that all these wonderful journalists wrote, is that they recorded this record once and it sounded terrible. And then they had to re-record the same record. And one of the big issues that's like the, you know, Adrian Powell gorilla in the room is, how do you afford to record a record twice <laughs> while working an yeah, actual it's, job? It's
0: not very punk. Right. That's it's not it, punk
4: at all. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so that's why the record sounds the way it sounds. The same way the first time I heard Yeah Yeah Yes and I heard Maps, and I heard everything on that album. I'm like, wait, let me go back and listen to more from this band. And I'm like, oh my God, this sounds completely dissimilar to this, this album that is being sold on MTV. So, if selling records on MTV isn't a thing you do in 2017, mm-hmm. but um, certainly selling records on Pitchfork and the Washington Post mm-hmm. and in Rolling Stone yeah. is a thing that you do, and you, you hope that they make money off of this because nobody's making money right now. And that's the big take from this, is that how can you make a punk protest record if initially you're trying to like turn a profit? Because a protest record also doesn't necessarily equate with being a record that is going to, like, appeal to the entire masses. Mm -hmm. It appeals to a very specific group of people who are trying to do a very specific agitated thing that is very much against the thing that is very much mainstream.
0: You were going to say something, Eduardo?
1: Um, No, I I mean, mean, I'm I'm hearing Marcus talk and I just keep thinking about the sort of contrast that... um, you know because i we moved to the u s in the nineties I was in the tenth grade, and so I went to shows at St Stephen's and this band would have sounded totally you know like the third band on like a five band bill um but but d c was different in nineteen ninety two right right um when Fugazi lived in Mount Pleasant, that was different than living in Mount Pleasant today. Yeah. And even when, like, dismemberment plan lived in Columbia Heights in, like, the late 90s, like, yeah. that's a lifetime ago for D.C. Like, D.C. was a radically different right. city 20 years ago. Yeah, And and there's, I, you know, so it's it's nice. I mean, I, I get why the old punks like them, to your point, Kevin, because it validates everything that they did 20 or 30 years ago. Right. And it sounds right. exactly right. like them. So, of course, yeah. you know.
0: Right. Which, though, <clears throat> you know, back to what I was saying, I think they were, back then, they were speaking out against... Uh, things that needed to be protested about not as yeah. you know famously this band uh the the burrito protest uh, yeah. you yeah know, they they accepted a gig at a uh at a uh pitchfork showcase that was right. put on by doc martens yes. which th- let's be clear is like the standard wear for most people I'm wearing some Marcus right now, wearing right now. With, <laughs> they make they make chelsea boots now they're actually really yeah. nice and and so and their response was to throw uh chipotle burritos at yeah. at the crowd and and as we noted when we talked about this before paul and i is that that's that's not a protest that's being an asshole like that you don't take the money that's your protest and you speak out about it but i mean we to- all we all especially like right now you know we've talked a lot about artists using their voice for something right and you you if you have a platform like, that's not necessarily yeah. the best way to use it. In this, I don't know that they're actually getting any deeper than that, which is always the, been my issue with this band: is that they have all the right sounds, they have all the right looks, mm-hmm. uh, they are, and and so it ends up not being necessarily pastiche, but it also isn't. You know, if you if you hold it up and sort of judge it on what it's supposed to be it's also not very like powerful
3: yeah i think that's that's kind of where i'm coming from with this that i had the same opinion roughly that you did about the ep Mm -hmm. and then this one almost every song on this album taken in isolation i kind of like like it hits a lot of the sonic cues that i really like from uh, Mm -hmm. as, as i think everybody on this podcast probably knows like there's certain types of music that they, that get me and they're, they're hitting a lot of those nineties high points. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the older, the older punk high points with, uh, with the Riot girl mixed in, but taken as a whole, I don't know if this album's saying anything yeah. like each of the songs sound good. And I'd toss them into a mix or something like that, but I don't come out of this with any message other than like, we're against stuff, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's stuff. So, yeah. And that's, and that's kind it of what is, it is. is. Stuff, like yeah. it's consumer stuff. But like you said, it's, in a glossed-up, re-recorded package. So how against consumer stuff are you? And there are plenty of problems out there, but we've seen so many amazing albums over the last couple of years, and I imagine we will, particularly this year, see some more uh, being recorded that are very focused, that are going after a particular idea. And if you're trying to occupy this kind of space mm-hmm. then you need to let people know what you're actually for and what you're actually against and i don't get a clear message out of this album
0: well uh i want to play another track uh because this is the one that is people are, are sort of like given a little shining a light on uh because they thought it was a clinton protest actually or not a clinton protest but like supposed to be about the election i don't think it is but this is a this is pink white house White House. It's actually uh, a lot about the uh, anti-consumerism stuff. I mean, the chant of anything you want and and American Dream and all that. And uh, and the first song on the album is actually uh, explicitly about that, the uh, appropriate. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you were saying, if you just hear that, you're sort of like, oh, okay. And then if you start to dig deeper, which is sort of what we're talking about right now, there's not actually a lot to it. It's the stuff that... uh, you know people just had an intro to uh you know social philosophy who are like now just raging against something and don't necessarily have a complex or sophisticated view of the way the world actually is so you just rail against consumerism yeah. like that's an easy target uh which is you know we need those people i mean that's that's honestly part of growing up. that's as that's just like much part of growing up is like listening to the doors you know it's just a thing that you go through and but you know, back to what she Katie Alice Greer um not just in this, but in I think mean, she was just on a panel on um on what what was the actual question if I can
1: It was like Arts in the Age of Trump or something? Yeah Yes, it like yes. it was, it, was, it, was yeah. so like how
0: will the age of Trump impact the arts? <laughs> But it was it was a sort of a downplayed question, which a question we've sort of rejected. Like, won't we get some great punk music out of you know out of out of this out thing? real torment and suffering? Yeah, and real yeah. torment and suffering. And the answer is always the great trade No, but at this panel, and uh, and and I wasn't trying to take Chris down who does Listen to Luca First Down. He was just reporting on it. But he tweeted out what she was saying. And He said something uh, to the effect of, "Without health insurance, artists won't art." And we were talking about this last night, Paul. That is so patently false, and that is that is coming from a weird. It's a it's a being a forty five year old white male, like I enjoy all the privilege. That's coming from a weird place of privilege that I don't. I don't know what that is. Yeah, um, because it's just not a logical thought, and it, and it's out of touch with like actual artists. Mm-hmm. I
4: think, mm-hmm. yeah, but to me, I think the more overarching point of of everything is that. Like our our president and our like and, and his cabinet and everybody around him, it's like a totalitarian regime that we haven't seen in America in two hundred and forty years. Right, but I don't want to. Ju- I don't know. Wanna... No, no, but I'll, I'll make this point in the sense that people have to understand. Like, it's not about artists arting or creators creating. It's about people living. Before it is about any I mean, other,
0: I don't want to judge the album on that because nobody, nobody could have like guessed, right? But, but it's, I mean,
4: but, it's like, but still, it's like
0: Marcus
3: did. Marcus I did. <laughs> right, I did.
4: But to me, it's like okay, so like if you know the outcome and you know you're releasing this record, right? Then you have to stop and go, oh
0: shit. Maybe we should stop. Like, do you record it again? Is that what you're saying?
4: Or you cut certain songs just off the record. You make it an eight-song EP, and you, like, put it out there. You specifically tell your PR that you don't want to discuss this album in that way. Because the second that you decide, okay, we're going to talk about all of the Trump, and we're going to talk about all of the Hillary, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about all of this stuff, we're going to talk about, you know, everything that this album is being... Discussed within, and this is a great record if you want to talk about like gentrification and you know, like modern era
0: society. Mm-hmm. But you if, and they could
4: uh, with this record, they could have it, all those it, conversations. If you're a bunch of it. white
0: kids in abandoned DC, please don't talk about gentrification. But <laughs> like I have said that so many goddamn <laughs> right. times on this podcast. Yeah. Like, do not,
4: but would you rather they talk about gentrification or talk about art in the age of Trump?
1: I, I. I think we would receive, I I think, I mean, I I really take your point, Marcus, I think we'd be receiving this album a lot differently if they didn't seem to be happy to sort of inherit this mantle of, you know, kind of new protest punk in the age of Trump, as opposed to acknowledging, you know, like, so if the band had come out and said, uh, we wrote these songs two or three years ago, they feel so tiny and so insignificant compared to what's happening in the world now that we almost, like, think that they're trivial right we almost dislike this and we want to record like a real angry album for the age of trump but that's not what they're doing they're really they're really sort of like happily receiving that crown of kind of the new luminaries of um, dc hardcore and and I think that's you know, maybe we're responding as much to like the critical consensus around them as we are to the music because I, I, there's actually I, plenty to like about the music. I
3: think that I think that's probably the case to a large degree. As happens a lot when you've got a big hype album, right, and especially right. one yeah. where we live in the epicenter of the hype. Yeah. You kinda you, you kinda have to respond to the media response to it. And they are courting that media response as you yeah, pointed absolutely. out. Yeah. So we have no yeah. choice but to but to acknowledge that i'm hopeful that they take the chops that they've got and the, and obviously the i I, they, I think that they know what they're talking about politically i just think that it doesn't have the direction because they were writing it and recording it in a different era effectively right and so if they turn around and put something out later this year i think it'll sound similar i think the messaging would be entirely different and there are Yes, you're right. They're not taking on that. They're not acknowledging that right now because they have to right because have an album to sell. Yeah, yeah. And you have an album you re-recorded. They've probably taken on some debt to their label <laughs> for
1: that.
0: So, well, I mean, oh, to, to that point too, though they they also and this is actually cool, but also uh, again, this is um, in actuality, I think the least punk thing ever. Uh, you know, they own their own label. Yeah, so they you know, it And and mm-hmm. and back to that privilege point is like if you own your own label you you're doing you're doing better than ninety nine percent of like right the people trying to get out there and do this music um yeah i mean that was your thought, Paul, about like if they did put out something this year, you know I think we've talked a lot about if you have a voice, use it, and I think that if they really are they have this conviction and they really do want to assume this mantle, then it is actually on them to do this if they you know and look when in messaging like we do stuff up front for these where it's ads like i did one for the aclu i'm gonna be taping a bunch of people like doing stuff for organizations we support you can reach out and get help but if if you're the biggest megaphone like then it's on you yeah to do that
3: but i you know what i'm gonna take this a step further and give them give them the benefit of the doubt here like i think that all the criticisms that we've levied are 100 percent viable but this is you know the album had to come out and you have to strike right. while the iron's hot. And if you yeah. take on that mantle and like you said if you do something with it, mm-hmm. then it's all worth it. Because this is an opportunity. You know what media what the media is going to spin on this. So you lean into it, you get a bigger megaphone and then you use that for something else going forward, that's fine. Yeah. You know, get get your money, get your get your opportunities. It's rare enough to succeed in music right now mm-hmm. and then use that voice for the things that you want to use it for. And I think they probably will.
1: And then
4: oh yeah. god. I'll say this about this record musically though. Um Alice Square has a great voice. Yeah, she does. She it's has a ama- beautiful jazzy timbre. A, like It's a amazing. really nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's any one takeaway, as, as I listened to this album three times, and I, I say, like, and that's the thing. It's like, I listened to this record three different times, and as I was ang- angered about the, the messaging of this record, I got very, very mad, as you can imagine. I was, sat in my apartment. <laughs> my <brother. laughs> I was so mad. I was, like, comically angry. And that, yeah. But the one thing that, like, kept playing in my head was, like, this woman can sing right like really 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 well and I hope that that's not lost in like the great like hue and cry of like this political conversation that we're having surrounding this record and protests and this and that and whatever we want to talk about like this is a really good band
1: yeah the rhythm, like, the rhythm section is on point like, too really tight like just
4: they they they've improved in a way where like I, I want to like divorce them from like everything that they're like being judged by mm-hmm. if there's some way to like take these four people and like put them in a studio somewhere in like la and just like
0: right, right. wipe
4: the whole thing I, clean and just sign the interscope put them in la and say make music to the best of your ability yeah and we will not judge you by donald trump we will not judge you by washington dc we will not judge right. you by gentrification we will not judge you yeah. by the whiteness of your skin or the content of your character and just let them make us make an album.
1: I I I, thought, I would
4: love to hear that record because they're ready mm. to make that record. But with all this other stuff surrounding them, it actually weighs them down. Yeah, like so, it actually makes them. Actually, it's funny. This is the best music that they have made, and it's the far. worst received album that they may ever have on some level. Yeah, like, yeah. And and, yeah. and that's the grand tragedy of this in some way, and the grand tragedy of what's going to happen to a lot of music. This year, if it's not mm-hmm. directly on point, smashing the button, hitting like that that progressive edge or that conservative like edge, it's gonna be demoted because yeah. that's what people want. People either want the record that gets them off of their ass and puts them right in the front line, or the record that makes them sit back and count their dollar bills and
1: feel really good about themselves. Migos,
4: I <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Man I think, and Man all I day think long.
1: we almost get that sound you're hoping for, Marcus, on Suck, which you mentioned upstairs, Maddie, which I think yeah. is is a song that really it goes places, it kind of gets big, it has that sort of percussive middle section that's almost go-go-ish. Um yep. and it really that's... gives us a little bit of a hint of like of like if the band wanted to kind of break free of of the traditional idioms of, you know, DC protest punk, what they could do.
0: We can we can hear a little bit about um, so, yeah, okay. suck. Does not suck. It, does <laughs> uh, not. it is, uh, which is that's the first for me to say something like that about a priest song. Uh, you know, we were talking first everything, uh, bro. Yeah, yeah, we were talking off Mike and like, you know that the whole rhythm section there recalls uh, like late seventies Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Yep, like undeniably. I mean, that's cool. just ripped straight from it. You know, Paul, you were saying you know it really works when they bring in the horns. Yep. Uh, which you know, to your point, then Marcus, what I was going to say is. And 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 this is I'm trying this not for this to be a get off my lawn thing. But like maybe they just need time to grow up as a band. Yes. Yes, I just and
1: they're you know, they're so so not only are they clearly really intelligent people, but to hear Greer talk in interviews about the band's process, like it's a really appealing process of just saying, you know, there's nothing that they won't do. So if someone says, Oh, that's not a priest thing, they say, Well, no, fuck that. Like priests can do anything. So as an ethos, like that's really you know that should be applauded. More bands should should do that. So,
4: Wait, I mean, I'll make mm-hmm. this point about Talking Heads. Like Talking Heads, if I I went to Providence College, so Talking Heads is very much like part of like my RISD. They went to RISD, yeah, yeah. and then they promptly left RISD and went to the Lower East Side of New York City, yep. and it was like, oh, we could do the thing that we actually want to do in real life as musicians in this place where you know like the music industry like exists and thrives and. We could just make a record at the drop of a hat and do whatever we want to do creatively, and yeah. not be judged by people who literally live on top of us and are going to like you know micromanage our creative process. I think to, I, think I see where you're
1: going with this, Marcus.
4: <laughs> Get out of DC, guys! Like, and yeah? I and I love the city to death. Everybody knows that about me. But go to LA. Go to not, Austin, Not move te- to Brooklyn. No, no, no <laughs> Brooklyn's Brooklyn's too expensive. Brooklyn's more expensive than DC is. Go to Austin, Texas. Go to. Somewhere near LA, find find like a loft and just sit there and record all the music you want to record, yeah. and give it to a label that will allow you to make the money to pay back whatever like loan you had to take out or whatever blood you had to give to get this thing re-recorded the second time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's actually that's, we've advocated that for some artists, but I mean, I think that's actually really good advice because. I mean, I, I've always said, like, like you know, people come here to do government. That's the job of D.C. Right. The fact that we have an art scene is remarkable, but it is so over here, inconsequential. Yeah. Now? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can run. <laughs> scurry, far away. Like, this is, you know, because it's, and, and not because, like, you're in danger. Like, you know, there's some of the alt-right stuff, but it, it just is. Y- y- you can You'll have more opportunity Right Somewhere mm-hmm. else There are some fights worth fighting I think D.C. right now It's not necessarily the fight To build a music scene This isn't a protest record Right
4: That's the thing If this record came from like Denver, Colorado We'd be <laughs> right. like Rock on, priests. Yeah You guys are the best But because this record was made In Washington, D.C. It's like Oh Right It's anti-Trump
0: Anybody want to take a bet That they're opening for Savages next tour? Don't say
4: those things.
2: We're
3: no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Uh, are you
0: entirely sure Savages
3: won't be opening for them? I'm not. No, <laughs> is,
0: right. they're they're the exact same like type of aesthetic. Like where, yeah. uh, you know, you're doing this music that is everybody recognizes it. The idiom is is strong with them, and and but maybe not as uh, deep as you would want it. So maybe yeah. Maybe it'll be a double bill. That's that's been a new thing lately. That nobody's
3: opening, man. Oh, that's not such a new thing. I remember a certain Dawes show we went to. Yeah, fuck was you thing. For that. Dude. God, Jesus Christ. By the way, for, for the record, Paul
0: loves Dawes. <laughs> You're right, New Year. <laughs> Uh so so let's start with you Paul what do you what what, what do you suggest people do with this?
3: Uh do we have, we have a new scale right? It is, it's, but it's
0: it's the same old scale but it's it's a buy trial pass.
3: Okay. Uh, I give this a strong try. Okay. All
0: right.
4: Um I I'll, I'll tell people to uh, to try this and wait for the wait for the pink vinyl. Why? Okay. Cuz the pink vinyl the pink like you know super high by
0: resolution, gram, hundred eighty so, yeah, yeah. gram. So for yeah. the content, you're a try. Yeah. But to the collectors out there,
4: yes, because this is actually like I mean, you have a lot of important music in 2017. Important yeah. music. Yeah. But this is actually like an important album because once you strip away, once the media gets its head out of its collective ass, mm-hmm. and we like judge this album musically, mm-hmm. this is actually a super important record because you have a breakout band here. They, like, Mm -hmm. broke out. Unfortunately, they broke out at the same time that the Orange World Order was taking over. But, you know, like, you take what you take. But, yeah, it's an important record. So, I mean, in the second half of the year, when the 180-gram vinyl comes out, buy that. Right now, just try it and keep
1: on trying it. Do it on Bandcamp.com. Yes. Because
4: I like Bandcamp right there.
1: Not an ad, but we support them. Eduardo. Uh I think for once Paul and I are exactly on the same wavelength. So I'm a, I'm a really you know try with abandon, like really strong try on this. I think it's I think it's great. I
0: think people should hear it. Okay, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to shock everybody. I too am going to say try it. Ooh,
2: give it a shot, man. Ooh, all right, give
0: it a shot. Don't go back to the EPs. Do not do that. You'll be sorry. No, but uh, but this, uh, give it a try. Don't think too hard about it, and uh, and hopefully it'll uh, you know you least get. I don't know, 10 minutes of enjoyment out of it? That's fine.
3: That's cool. That wasn't a very strong try. That was a pretty <laughs> yeah. salty I, try. Right I, I did not <laughs> say. It back at the
0: end I, there, I, well, you guys took one end, I took the other. I just tried. So, uh, yeah, priest, uh, nothing feels natural. Big thanks to uh, Marcus and Paul and Warder for coming down. And a voice you didn't hear, Maddie, new person. Uh, She's going to see how we do. But hopefully you're going to be hearing a lot of good stuff from her coming uh, coming up in the next few weeks, next few months. Uh, Priest Nothing Feels Natural is available wherever you buy records, where their fine records are sold. I would say Crooked Beat, if you're here in D.C. or Songbird, either one of those are exceptional. And, uh, and we'll, uh, allow you to scratch your itch of getting all this on vinyl. Um, if you have any, like, comments on what we just talked about, or you think, like, hey, man, you're way off, or hey, you're right on, or or just want to talk about it, hit us up, man. Email us. We've got a few of those. There's a comment section. I will actually respond to the comments in the section. Uh, that is sort of my role here. Uh, but let's continue the conversation on. And, um. speaking of I want to talk about some music here that uh we will we'll put forth with no no editorial here we don't need an editorial. here. this is a, a group uh, out of Los Angeles called Sonder it's a trio you have uh, Brent Fayaz uh, uh, on vocals and producer's Atu and Dpat uh sort of massaging the 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 songs here this is i don't know if it's if it's uh underground R&B or just good music or whatever but you know a lot of the stuff we talked about last year a lot of stuff that I like uh, I I like it when it's like very very well executed and uh, this is very very well executed so get ready to have some feels here this is uh, this is actually Sonder and uh, their track feel
2: it ain't the time you to walk if I won't let go can tell that ain't what you want, but it's like you can't let it show, girl I've tried again and again, to give you all I mean, but you deny. denied, and I chose you, Cause you're all I need And you chose your man But your man ain't me So don't call my phone I ain't like you care I done made my move
0: There you go Sonder with feel hopefully that gave you the feels uh, like it did me and um, it's good good stuff and I'm glad uh, I'm glad my friends have have good taste in music otherwise I wouldn't find that stuff a lot of times but that is uh, that is available on SoundCloud right now I know it's streaming on uh, Apple Music that's what we use generally so that means it's probably on Spotify if it's available to buy just go out and get it it's an EP can't be more like seven eight bucks you can afford that. We can do that. Um, looking forward to see what these guys do. And see and, and figure out more about them. But I wanted to share that track with you now. And get you hip to it. Uh, that's our podcast for this Monday, kids. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you heard. You can subscribe to us in iTunes. You can leave us a message. You can leave us a rating there. Uh, if you had thoughts about this particular podcast. Leave a comment in the uh, comment section on the site. I will answer those, I monitor those uh, You can also email us, any of us uh, About that, You know, our, our emails are generally Our first name, at chunkyglasses.com And uh You know If you have good music you want to turn this on to if you, Whether or not you're the musician or just somebody you like Hit us up man You know, we love, like, it's sort of Taking in new shit, it's sort of taking the edge off Of, of what's going on In the world right now So um Coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to have, uh, as I promised before, we have a stellar conversation with uh, Marcus Dowling and Sarah Godfrey about George Michael's faith. Uh, we're going to be talking about Sampha. If you don't know who that is, who, like me, uh, I could be in the minority. I don't know. Anyways, he's got a great new album coming out. Miles Mosley is bass player for Kamasi Washington. He's got a great new album out. We've actually got some cool jazz albums coming out, and, uh, and we're going to be talking about that. And then next Week or Sorry This Thursday um, going to be talking about Cloud Nothings So we're bouncing from the pump To like sort of the indie rack it's like, and, then, and then the following week We're going to be doing same, It's going to be it's, okay. This year's off to a great start already uh, Thank you guys for tuning in um, You know Given what's going on In the world we always say Be good to your ears Be better to your people uh, Be good to your ears Do that uh, but let's be better to all people, regardless of point of origin, regardless of religion, or regardless of anything. Be, be better to all people. And, uh, let's
2: see if we can skip through this. Okay. Cool. You <laughs> know
3: <Kenobi. laughs>